Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. Hello. You're still on your phone. <laughs> well, yeah, we have some exciting things happening right now, Jeremy. I uh, 100% agree. Just before we started uh, recording, you said, oh my God, I have to show you this. And uh, well, first of all, welcome to Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> Forgot that part. Well, that's important. <laughs> and I'm Adele. And uh, welcome to... I already said welcome to Moderate Turbulence. You were on your phone. You weren't paying attention. I was paying attention, but we have to do it in order. We can't just do it whatever. Okay. Should we Should we redo our intro? Hello. And welcome to... Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I almost said I'm Adele. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's what I'm saying. Last time I was like, I thought you were going to say my name. Uh, but I'm Adele. And I am Jeremy. And there's Roxy on me because she's such a good girl. So what? what was so exciting that you had to show me on your phone? Well, Roxy, as everyone knows, because we talk about her all the time, is our rescue palm. She's about eight pounds of fluff. <laughs> yep. Super cute, about four years old, and she lived four years in a cage. Yes. So she never was able to get socialized. Um, she slowly is warming up to you. We've had great improvement with that. Yep. She's always had her little doggy friends that are her size that she's played with. And today we went and had a little walk in the park and let them off to play ball for a little bit because she has been showing signs of playing here and there. And she's at has actually played with a ball. Um, like, and every time we play, it's a bit more and a bit more and actually yeah. like, Seems more like playing each time. So today we threw the ball and Cabot is a regular happy dog. So he very willingly went to get it, came back. And then Roxy, within a couple throws, decided, okay, I want to go as well. And she was chasing Cabot when he would get the ball. And she would bring back the ball when she would get the ball. And so we were able to film a couple of those um, throws and play times for have about a minute video and had to show Jeremy because it's oh, like... Of course. Well, I, I was still at home editing the podcast. I wasn't out on... Or uh, editing my script for the podcast. I wasn't out on the walk today. But essentially, Roxy plays fetch now. Yeah. And I mean, again, people might be listening and thinking, oh, it's a dog. They It plays. Yeah. But we've had Roxy since June and it's October. And this is the first time that she's actually played fetch yeah literally today is the first time she's played a little bit like a cat here and there and she's like i said showed signs but every time she plays it's a bit more and a bit more and a bit more and today was a full-on play session that yeah. she we could have gone on probably for a while throwing it but then we wanted to get on with the walk so we just played for maybe like five ten minutes but oh, that's so good though yeah it's so exciting like every little progress made with her is just sign that we're doing a right thing by you know is you know giving her a good life but at, at the same time she's making progress so and she looks we happy. can be proud of her she's smiling right now on your lap yeah and she's had two long walks today already and it's only three o'clock well it's so. three o'clock but i just woke up like an hour ago <laughs> i started uh, i started my new job recently and so i've been working overnight shifts um so i don't get home until uh, almost six in the morning, five between five thirty and six in the morning, and then I sleep, and then uh, we do some podcast stuff, and then I go back to work. Yeah, I mean that is the life right now, but we can talk about uh, 
an incident that will, Jeremy has prepared for us. Incident. Well, before we get into the incident, I wanted to talk a little bit about last week's episode because um, we got a lot of feedback from other people and some people like, oh, sorry, you're going through hard times. Um, and like, we're still doing good. Like, you know, it's all good. But it was really nice to hear from people saying like, oh, yeah, it sucks. Like what the airline industry is going through right now and uh, and things like that. Uh, so there was a lot of feedback um, from some of our friends and listeners and things like that. But uh, yeah, things are still good. And we're still hopeful to get rehired by by the airlines shortly. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just... I, I, it's just a job, but essentially it's when you lose your job, you lose your income. So it's a, it's a money question. It's a, can I pay my bills now? How can I pay my bills? When will I get my next, uh, you know, in income, income of money? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's the big stressor. Um, we know we're going to be able to get back to the airline and that's, I mean, hopefully that this will actually be a thing, but it's going to be a long time, especially for me. It's I've said it before. It's going to be a year or more. Yeah. So, and the longer it takes for you to get hired again is the longer it takes for me to get hired. So yeah, yeah that's just the gist of it. And obviously everybody has bad days and good days. And you know, when, you know, money literally stops coming in altogether, that's when we kind of had a, not a breakdown, but kind of like a really down moment of, Oh, this is yeah. getting real and real and yeah, we just, we, and we had to address it. This is like, we weren't obviously super cheerful and we are struggling. This is not a fun situation. Nobody wants to be left without income when you do have bills and you're an adult and you have things to, you have to pay rent and buy food and, you know, take Live. care of yourselves. <laughs> and take care of our fur babies. Yeah. I mean, thankfully they're small and they don't require too much. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, every little thing is like so expensive when you don't have any money. Well, yeah. So essentially, yeah. So that's, I mean, but we know that all our friends that are laid off as well, whether you're in the airline industry or not, they're all struggling in different it's, ways. Yeah. The whole world is, is struggling in one way or another, whether it's with, so, with no job or with, you know, uh, like everybody's in, in their own situation. So, you know what? You, you power through it. You do what you can and you... Mm -hmm. And we're not alone. And we're, this was also a way of us saying like, hey, we're feeling this too. Like yeah. we're not immune to this. No less than the other person is, you know, everybody's struggling right now. Yeah. No matter the industry, no matter where you at, it's mm -hmm. a different situation for everyone. But essentially like we're all in the same storm trying to figure it out and navigate Try, it. Trying to navigate it. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. So it, it was also a way of us being like, hey, relate to us because we're also struggling. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling the same way, then you're also not alone. Yep. So yep. yeah, essentially, yeah. But um, feeling a bit better this week, Jeremy is working and I'm going to start work because job interviews have happened, job offers have come in. Yeah. So at least I have a perspective, prospective income perspective, yeah. in, coming in so once i start work two weeks later i'll get paid <laughs> well yeah yeah so that's also reassuring as well Definitely. that uh it's an, it's not zero dollars for for, for too long <laughs> yeah too much longer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, so yeah we you do what you got to do to survive right mm-hmm 
Uh, all right. So this <laughs> week's incident. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, this week's incident. So this week, uh, the incident was actually suggested to us by Tom, who was uh, one of our listeners who emailed in, and we we had a little back and forth. We shared one of uh, one of the stories uh, relating to him and his family. Um, and he suggested this incident as well, uh, as this one did occur in Washington, D.C. So today we'll be talking about Air Florida Flight 90. This incident occurred January 13th of 1982. Uh, the sources I used for this one were Wikipedia. And of course, I watched the Alec Joshua eBay um, video, which was, again, outstanding. They're so good. Uh, this occurred on a 737-200. There were 74 passengers, five crew members. We had Captain Larry Wheaton, who's 34, and First Officer Roger Pettit, who is 31. So, on January 13th, 1982, Air Florida Flight 90 was scheduled to fly from Washington National, which is DCA, to Fort Lauderdale, but with a stopover in Tampa. After a long delay due to weather, there was a major snowstorm at Washington National Airport, the Boeing 737-200 is getting ready for takeoff. The plane is de-iced at 2.45 p.m. at the gate, uh, and the airport is reopened for service 15 minutes later at 3 p.m. The vehicle that's responsible for pushing the aircraft off the gate is unable to get traction with the ice buildup. So in an attempt to move the aircraft off the gate, the thrust reversers are used for approximately 30 to 90 seconds, but unsuccessfully. Finally, a properly equipped tug, uh, which had like chains on the wheels, uh, is used for pushback. So as the plane is in line for takeoff, First Officer Pettit brings up issues about the length of time there has been since the de-icing. After a short discussion with Captain Wheaton, they decide to taxi close behind a DC-9 to use the exhaust from their engines to melt any remaining ice on their own wings. What? Yeah, Del's giving me a, cr- a crazy face right now. Like, what? Is That's that not- actually a thing? No. But did it used to be a thing? No, <laughs> it was wow. just uh, oh, let's let's sort of go and try and try this out. Remember 1982, so well, yeah, I know. So I'm like, maybe that was a thing back then. Obviously, I don't see it being an SOP per se, but maybe it's like, oh, like you you, you can do it, you know, but you know, don't. It's not like a thing that you yeah. have to. It's not your protocol, but like, oh, it works, so do it. Yeah. But it wasn't actually like it. No, I've never. Have you ever heard of, those, of this? I, no, this is the first time I've read of this. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> your eyes are so wide right now. Like what? Uh, I mean, so like we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Great. So now at three fifty nine, Air Florida ninety begins its takeoff roll. Throughout the roll, there are inaccurate readings coming from the controls, which generate some discussion between the pilots. The takeoff roll seems to take longer than usual, and finally, the aircraft lifts off. The plane is only airborne for 30 seconds, and it reaches a maximum altitude of 352 feet. It crashes into the 14th Street Bridge, which runs across the Potomac River. Six cars and one truck were struck in the process. Of the aircraft occupants, there are 70 fatalities of the 74 passengers. Uh, Flight attendant Kelly Duncan was the only crew member who survived for a total of 78 fatalities. Many of the occupants are thought to initially survive the impact, but they succumb to drowning in the icy Potomac River. On the bridge, which was struck, there are further four fatalities and four motorists with injuries. So let's take a quick moment and discuss de-icing. So this is, 
What? Why are you laughing? Well, let's take a moment to discuss the icing. Well, that clearly wasn't done. Well, it was, but it. Yeah, it is. Then he wanted to like fast track it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was done at the gate before pushback, but then, you know, time goes by and they're like, oh, there might be some more accumulating on the wings. Let's use the exhaust from that plane to de. No, that's not a thing. Uh, so, de icing is the process of removing ice, snow, or frost from critical aircraft surfaces. De-icing fluid is usually a mixture of water and glycol. It's usually pinkish in color, and it's heated. Uh, it's very, very hot, and it's used to melt away any ice, snow, or frost quickly. De-icing does not, however, prevent new contaminants from accumulating. For this, you have to use anti-icing fluid. Anti-icing is another mixture of chemicals with added dye, often it's bright green, and this is this is designed to stay on the uh, critical surfaces of the aircraft and have any accumulation of contaminants shear off during the takeoff roll. So these are very effective ways of mitigating an incident, but again, they don't last forever. They only last for like a finite time. So how does ice actually affect the aircraft? So a lot of people think that it's the weight of the ice that's going to sort of cause drag on the aircraft, but that's not actually it. Uh, Ice accumulation affects the shape of the wing, which will increase drag and hinders lift, and then it raises the stall speed. So back to Air Florida Flight 90. So the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, determined that the probable cause of the crash included the flight crew's failure to enforce a sterile cockpit during final pre-flight checklist procedure. The engine's anti-ice heaters were not engaged during the ground operation and takeoff. Kind of needed during a snowstorm. (laughs) Uh, There's some speculation that as the pilots are more used to flying in warmer weather, this was a critical oversight. The decision to take off with snow or ice on the airfoil surfaces of the aircraft and the captain's failure to reject the takeoff during the early stage when his attention was called to anomalous engine instrument readings. So those are all contributors to the incident. So basically, didn't turn on the anti-icing on the wings, which basically heats the wings. Uh, The NTSB further stated, contributing to the accident were the prolonged ground delay between de-icing and the receipt of ATC takeoff clearance, during which the aircraft was exposed to continual precipitation, the known inherent pitch-up characteristics of the Boeing 737 aircraft when the leading edge is contaminated with even small amounts of snow or ice, and the limited experience of the flight crew in jet transport winter operations. So also the decision to use the reverse thrust at the gate, as well as positioning behind the DC-9 to use their exhaust to melt away any contaminants, were seen as additional hindrances. So, de-icing is important. Obviously, anti-icing is important. Taking off in a timely manner after both of these is important. Um, I've actually been on flights where we've gone to de-icing and anti-icing, then we've gotten in line for takeoff, and then, you know, snow starts rolling in more, Takeoffs are all uh, are all halted for a while, and then by the time you're going to be able to take off again, the pilots make the decision. You know what? It's been too long since we did our de-icing. We have to go back and do it again. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah, I mean, it happens not often, but it does happen. Let's say once, like a winter season, that you'll be on a flight and that happens because yep. you know, especially in Canada, we're in Canada. Well, that's part of it. Yeah, snow we're happens. The Great White North. Yeah. And, you know, especially, you know, in Calgary, you're, yeah. I mean, not, you, in Montreal, you get pretty crazy snowstorms yeah. too, or especially if you're the, like St. John's. I mean, anywhere you can get crazy <laughs> snowstorms, but yeah, 
it, it's it, it's the name of the game. If you're in Canada in the winter, you're going to have some kind of weather delay issue. You're going to be affected by the snow, especially yeah. if you're in the airline industry. And no, planes cannot fly in any weather. So that's why you have to do as much preventative measures as de-icing, anti-icing, yeah. going back as many times as you can until your takeoff is like right in the timely manner of the after anti-icing. Yeah, you have to do it safely. Sometimes period. you have to do it more than twice. Sometimes yeah. you have to do it like four times if yeah. you need it. It's not a question of, okay, I've done it three times now. It should be enough. No, if it's still yeah. snowing and you still haven't, you know, met your, you know, queue up time or whatever, it's still not your turn to take off, then you, you have to go back. Safety first. Yeah. Like, I mean, come safe, on. <laughs> when you're flying through the air, it's kind of important. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, know? definitely. you can't just pull over on the side of the road <laughs> and put on more anti-ice. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah. On an airplane, obviously. Exactly. I can uh, I can do that in my car. You can pull over and, <laughs> you know, use your anti-icing, a.k.a. the wind scraper or the window, the window ice scraper. Windshield washer fluid. Whatever. I mean, in the winter, we go through like three bottles a month, pretty much. Yeah, that's why Costco is great. <laughs> you Anyways. buy four at a time. Costco sponsor us. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so I'm going to take a moment to talk about one of the passengers on Air Florida 90. So passenger Arlen D. Williams Jr. He initially survived the impact and he was seen handled, uh, handing the lifeline. Uh, from rescue helicopters to other survivors. So it was coming down to him and he was passing it to other people uh, so that they could be uh, so that they could be saved. When the helicopter returned for him, he was no longer visible and subsequently drowned. Aww. So the 14th Street Bridge was later named the Arlen D. Williams Jr. Memorial Bridge in his honor, and he was posthumously awarded the United States Coast Guard's Gold Lifesaving Medal by President Ronald Reagan and Secretary of Transportation Elizabeth H. Dole. And so that is our incident of Air Florida Flight 90. Wow. Well, first off, I didn't even know there was a, such a thing as Air Florida. Yeah, they went bankrupt two years later. <laughs> okay, that's not funny, but I mean, like, okay, that explains why I didn't know them. Because, yeah. well, I wasn't even born when they weren't even around anymore. Yes. If that makes sense. Whatever. Yes. People know what I mean. <laughs> you were born nine years after this incident. Yes. Yeah, and af like after they even were... Okay, what? I know what you you're trying to say. That out. You were born seven years after they went bankrupt. Yes. Anyways, and I don't live in the States, so I don't know all the like millions of little airlines that they have in the States. Yeah. Which they have a lot of. Yeah. We true. have three. <laughs> Canada. We have more than three. Four. Anyways. In the States, there's like three airlines per region, it seems. <laughs> like per person. <laughs> per person. <laughs> Jesus. Cool. I'll work for one of those millions of airlines. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. That was interesting. Thank mm -hmm. you, Thomas. Hopefully, you're still a fan. Yes. We hope you're still listener. listening. Um, and you're still listening. And maybe you can give us feedback on this or silently approve. <laughs> Um, yeah, I no, mean, it's, it's amazing. I remember years ago, like, uh, of course, like watching uh, different TV shows and, and Mayday and things like that. And they had footage 
uh, of like the aftermath and people being saved, like from rescue helicopters and stuff. Like it, it's, it's pretty, uh, it was pretty like obviously devastating. Um, not to mention Washington DC doesn't usually get huge snowstorms like that. So it was kind of an unheard of snow, snow squall going through there. Yeah. So it, a very interesting uh, incident that uh, I'm glad Tom shared with us that we could share with our listeners. Yeah, and it, since it's like a small airline in the States that happened many years ago, it wouldn't necessarily be on like our radar for yeah. um, incidents. So that's why we like to hear from you guys because yeah. you can, you know, tell us about your incidences, something that's happened in where you live or something you've heard about or one your experiences mm. on your travels or whatever. So we like sharing these uh these, I mean, again, we don't like sharing tragedies, but you guys know what we mean. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's like, like, like I if say, we this were is a true crime podcast. We don't like murders. The airline version but, of true crime, right? You it's, know? Yeah. Anyways. It's interesting. Uh, so if anyone else out there, if you have incidents that you'd like us to cover, or if you have insight into uh, anything, feel free to email us moderate turbulence podcast at gmail.com. And currently, Roxy is lying on her back on Adele's lap, and it's kind of cute. Uh, but we'll definitely share the video of her playing fetch on our Instagram, Adele, that's on you. And uh, yeah, anything else you'd like to share for today's episode? Mm, no, I mean, hopefully everybody's doing well. And uh, if you're still working, whatever industry you're in, I hope you're staying safe. And if you're in the airline, I know a lot of airlines have been uh, recently furloughed. We've been furloughed for a while now, so we're kind of getting used to it. But I know like a lot of the American airlines, not like American airlines, but airlines, airlines in, in the, the US, US <laughs> um, like recently just got furloughed. So I know it's probably hitting them hard right now because um, they've been working all this time and now yeah. they're just now... Um, stopping so uh we feel for you we understand we'll all get through this and uh it's not the end it's just kind of a pause yep and uh keep your head up you know different experiences with different uh jobs is not a bad thing you know whatever job i start is going to be in a new experience no matter what so yeah just have to think about that and uh, i'll be more well well rounded yes all right well if you are flying going on vacation, doing whatever it is that you're doing on a plane. Just remember to be nice to your flight attendants. Because they might have to save your butt. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at HuffyJ and at LaDelVie. Thank you.